Final curtain. My last ever days at the school had been some of the happiest and most exciting of my life so far, despite the late night conversations in the theatre bar. Mum made me the most beautiful dress to wear at the garden party, which took place between the matinee and evening performances on the last day. My dress was white cotton with scallops above the bust to which string rouleaux were attached and gathered at the neck. Mum had sent most of the material away to be professionally pleated for her to make the full-length skirt from. It was divine. Every summer the array of garden party dresses were beautiful. Nobody could believe my mum had made mine. It really was one of her most beautiful creations, totally timeless. It was the most gloriously sunny day and the front lawn had never looked so magical. My whole family were there, as well as some old friends and Miss Curran, my ballet teacher from all those years ago before I went to the school. The lawn was strewn with boards on easels, with photographs of the performances, as well as portraits of some of us that the local artist had done. Bill the cook, still in his dirty white apron over greyish trousers that were once white and matching grey slash white t-shirt, came out of the kitchen carrying a huge cake for Mandy Page and me because we had been in school for seven years, the longest of anyone at that time. Mr Alexander made a speech and Mandy and I cut it together, like a wedding cake with camera flashes galore and clinking of glasses. Mum handed me a bag with little parcels in to give to my teachers. She had saved beautiful silk from dresses she had made for clients over the years and made it into the most stunning scarves for each of my teachers. Had she bought them, they would have cost a small fortune. Miss Marsh and Madame Benito couldn't hide their joy when they opened their parcels whilst looking sideways at each other to see what the other had received. They both loved scarves, so they were the perfect gifts. By now, Miss Marsh and Madame Benito hated each other and Madame Benito's days at the school were definitely coming to an end. I still loved them both. Of course, Miss Marsh was my heroine until that evening in the theatre bar. I still loved her but I would never quite trust her again. Even though I had put it all behind me, I was ready to go now. All the other students were crying and sobbing because they were leaving or their friends were leaving, but I was quite happy to be moving on. A performance to remember. That last performance passed like a dream. I seemed to spend more time in the wings doing quick changes than actually dancing on stage. My body took over and every piece I danced went without a hitch. By the end, I was both exhausted and elated. Hugs coming at me from every direction without a care that I was dripping with sweat. I had given my all and given my family the reward they dreamt of. Me, centre stage, dancing my heart out and destined for the best ballet school in the country. Just that night made all the hard work and sacrifice worthwhile and I shall remember it forever. So mum and dad thought they were now taking me home to stay at last but no some of us were going to Gatwick airport for breakfast. You don't mind daddy do you I pleaded and reluctantly he let me go not wanting to ruin my special night and surely such a posh bunch of lads could do no harm. 
So, Zara, me, Jules, Jamie and Rick all bundled into Jules's car and went to Gatwick Airport for breakfast, as we had done a couple of times in the last week. Not the most exotic of destinations. It seemed to us like the most obvious thing we could do, as in those days it was the only place open in the middle of the night and we had a lot of adrenaline to burn off. Afterwards, in the early hours of the morning, we dropped Rick off at his flat in London and Jules, Fiona, Jamie and I went to Monkey Island near Jules's house in Raysbury on a little rowing boat that he owned. Without the mobile phones that keep parents and children in constant touch nowadays, we didn't even think to tell our parents where we were and we stayed on that island for two whole days, having the time of our lives. If my children had ever done that to me, I would have died of fear, not knowing their whereabouts. It was the summer of 76. A heat wave had gripped England. I wore old jeans, flip-flops and a tiny embroidery anglaise top all weekend. We had hardly any food. We chatted and hugged and kissed, and that was unbelievably all we did. While we gazed at a beautiful kingfisher in the hazy evening light, Jamie told me he loved me and my heart felt like it would burst. Mm -hmm.